Hello. All right, we're we are live according to uh, interface here. Not our our typical interface, but 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 it's pretty to be joining us as we get started with the inaugural preseason afterburn soccer live show stream. Whatever, too many too many shows there. But uh, I'm excited of FC Dallas, North Texas SC Major League Soccer. A lot of things to talk about at Nathan J. Hill. Uh, do typically have a different little bit of setup. And so uh, life is a bit discombobulated. So maybe like this for a couple of weeks until it's all, all ready to go. But uh, with us again, returning from last season is Jose at El Chico Carmona on, on Twitter. And and, and Tommy LaBeouf uh and at Tom underscore FC Dallas on Twitter. Yeah, I think, got it. So we're, we're excited to be back, back here with a new name. In the past, we were Big D After Dark, friends at Big D Soccer. I encourage you to continue to follow, follow them. But uh, we're, we're trying something different. Website afterburn.soccer. We're releasing some fun content and would, uh, would, would appreciate everybody. Uh, subscribing for free, uh, what we do, or even if you don't love what we do, please subscribe. All right, we're here to get. Are, we're sort of getting warmed up here. We're getting into the flow here on our soccer show, and we'll be. Um, but let's let's just get get our feeling. Uh, Saturday night soccer for FC Dallas's season uh, uh, 2023 kicks off. Excitement, guys. No, actually, uh, because it's been such a quiet oh offseason. Mm. I'm, I'm getting excited about it. I'm, I'm uh, looking forward to the season starting. Yeah, I, you know, I, I, I get all fired up um, about about it. So yeah, I'm, I'm pumped. I'm well, ready. Yeah, I need to clarify. I'm, I'm always excited for the soccer, but I was kind of trying to let me explain myself. We haven't seen the ads. We haven't seen the team play in preseason. You know, it's been very quiet, you know. So I think that, you know, while you are excited for the games to begin, there's been nothing like, hey, here's the new Star Wars movie come out. There's been no advertisements, you know, yeah. anything like that, right? It's been total hush. And they, I, they went to Spain. It was I have to agree. close, you know. So I have to agree somewhat with, with Tommy. Uh, uh, a lot of that had to do with the fact that Apple was kind of asked everyone not to to uh, stream, you know, their 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 uh, preseason matches, you know, and I think I think it's going to be a one time thing as they were getting themselves set up, and uh, you know, the, this last week was like a test run, you know, so you can see what's coming up, and I mean, and that's just their preseason coverage was just spectacular, so I mean, if that's if that's their preseason form. You have to get excited for for what they're going to be able to do once the regular season starts. But yes, I, I agree. I mean, it's. I think there was also some miscommunication with with the uh, the team also, like when they went to to Spain. Um, I know, I know, uh, Buzz from uh, uh, Third Degree. He's he wasn't aware that he could have gone with the team and helped cover that team. So, and, and he wasn't alone. I'm sure there was others. Uh, because that's what, you know, 
management and whatnot said, but Nico was okay with it. So, so that's something that mm. wasn't clarified and, and apparently will not be an issue going forward. It was just basic miscommunication. There could have been more coverage in Spain, just that people covering FC Dallas were told one thing when in reality, they would have just asked Nico, it, there could have been better coverage. Well, I think it's a good topic to be we think about preseason grades, which is kind of ludicrous in this sport. Nothing matters. It's about getting guys fit. It's about uh, keeping your guys, but also uh, and maybe maybe running out some guys to see how they will fit uh, team camaraderie. So uh, you know, FC Dallas lost to Houston for their final preseason. A disappointing game. Because of the type of goals given up, but but also not out because both goals given up are, are kind of fluky stuff. Um, uh, Spain to kind of build a give give the team a chance to to try their tactics against other squads. All in all, an interesting preseason for FC Dallas. Tommy, to your point, yeah, it was a little quieter uh, signings. It seemed like FC Dallas came in with a pretty solid roster. Come feel, but uh, you know. So you you mentioned that you you feel like you're both uh, Tom. Are you worried at all? Or are you just like, hey, uh, it's been too quiet for me? Uh, well, you know, we haven't had a major signing. You know, like to to make you excited. All you got to hope for is that this is going to be the breakout season for one Velasco I'm sorry no I disagree I disagree with you but carry on just yeah yeah, yeah. thank you let me finish um so uh I think um you know there's a lot of pieces in place to be competitive and there's a lot of pieces not in place to not be competitive you know so I think that uh I'm a little concerned about the extra games I'm a little concerned about the back line we don't have hedges I was I'm not a big fan of Martinez and uh, it doesn't seem like we have a bona fide player back there in the back line. Maybe Tafari's up and coming, but he hasn't proven it yet, you know, full time. So I think that's a risk back there. But um, you know, there's definitely talent up front. You know, I, I really you know, remember the first year when Mar- uh, Michael Barrios has always set the example. He he played almost the whole year, didn't do much, and the next year he was on fire. Uh, maybe that's what Alan Velasco will bring this year. You know, a little bit more experience with the, this league. A little bit more grown up, bigger body. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, Jose, what about you? Uh, you feel a little worried? Do you? I'm not you worried at hopeful? all. I, I, am not worried. Worried one bit. I actually, this loss against Houston, I had zero weight as far as I'm concerned. One, they're playing a rival, and they're not going to do anything that they would actually attempt to try to win a game against them. They're not going to show them. So they're basically just going to go out there. They're like, Hey, these guys are going to play us tough. If they're, if they want to come out and try to win, that's great. We're just here to basically, you know, work on our basics, work on our, our fitness. So they're not going to want to give anything away for the next time they play against Houston. The other thing is Nico likes his privacy and this game was televised. So I guarantee you, he certainly didn't want any team to catch, take this video and say, this is how we're going to beat Dallas. This is what they do right. So the main, it was basically out and out, just a preseason, get in shape, go out there, you know, let's not show too much. 
you know, we're going to work on some stuff that we may or may not use. And, and we don't want teams to basically, you know, come out of this going, going, Oh, you know, we got to worry about those guys. So I, I take zero from that match. Uh, a win in a preseason match is <coughs> not a thing. It's all about getting everybody out there, getting everybody in shape, getting everybody on the same page. Uh, so no, I'm not concerned about that at all. And, uh, there was a big signing. <laughs> they they uh, did the trade with Cervinia, uh today, and uh, for Jimenez, and uh, and I'll tell you why that's a big signing. It's a big signing because it killed two birds in one stone with one stone, and that was we had a glut of number eights on this team, you know, and you remember that last year you had uh, Siki and Cervinia were battling it out. You know, taking turns, you know, basically rotating uh, uh, for that starting spot until uh, Legit gets here. So now you got Legit as your starter. One of those guys had to go, Siki or Cervenia. One of them was basically not going to get the minutes. So they had to choose who's going to be the guy behind, you know, the main backup, you know? Mm-hmm. And of course, Cervania is the one guy that that honestly, if, if you've been paying attention in the offseason, he's one of the guys that that everyone said he's probably the guy that's going to go because he's got value. He's still growing. You know, he may be better served going elsewhere. And we all know that Dallas was looking for a yeah. backup to uh, Jesus. So they're bringing Jimenez, who, who by the way, I, I've been, uh, I've been research, uh, you know researching to see what Toronto fans are saying to see what happened with him. He had nine goals last season in 33 games, technically 10, if you throw in the Canadian championship. Uh, so he had, a, he was a 10 goal scorer. The problem is he scored seven of those goals in the first half of the season. I think in the first nine games in all honesty, and then disappeared and only had two goals the rest of the year. And what I'm hearing from the Toronto fans is that had to do with a change of play style. He had somebody feeding him the ball in the first half of the season. But remember that Toronto had uh, their big name Italian players arrive in midseason. At that time, Toronto switched to a more wings uh, centric style of play. And suddenly the focus wasn't feed the, the guy in, in, in the front line was it was feed the guys on the wing. So there was a shakeup in the style play of Toronto. And it's basically, you're looking at a player who, like Cervinia, is probably better served by going somewhere else. And uh, I think it's a great move for FC Dallas. They offload somebody that was uh, really um, not going to, was going to lose playing time. Cervinia was going to lose playing time. And they filled a, a gap that they had with a backup for backup. And I would say, with his credentials, I wouldn't necessarily say he's a backup. I would say he he looks like a guy that you can rot you rotate as a starter, you know. Right. Yeah. I, I haven't had being, a chance to look it up or have my opinion yet. I mean, I, I didn't want to downplay it as not being a big move. Yeah. But I think it's a good it's, move. For sure. It's it's a big I move from you. a needs from a needs point of view. This yeah, is not absolutely. a guy who's gonna who anyone's gonna expect to come in and be a difference maker. But he's a guy that feels a big void in the team. And at the same time, clears up a glut of talent 
at the eight, which by the way, FC Dallas Academy has tons of eights coming through the system. So, you know, you get that bottleneck and you got to clear that bottleneck. And that's what they did with Cervantes. I was just Good pulling luck. up his, his data on Wikipedia and he scored a lot of goals. Uh, I guess wherever he was playing, I don't, I don't know where he, he was in Spain. Poland. In Poland. Okay. Poland. And uh, last year right. he scored nine goals with Toronto, which is. Most of them yeah. in the first half of the season, like I said, before they – For they, one year with, with Toronto, so it wasn't like he was playing with a club. He's been with for a while, so, you know, new time to jail. Nine goals is not mm -hmm. bad. And, and, and you I'm also sure have a guy – <laughs> You also have a guy who basically <laughs> has his first year uh, of playing in the MLS, you know, in MLS under his belt now. So, so look, on the surface, just glancing at it, it looks like a good move. Definitely okay. from the, the point of, of need and extra players, yes. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. Sorry to have hijacked your your questions there. There, Rev. Carry on. <laughs> I mean, it's because uh, I do think that's the big news of the day. It, it, I, I agree with you. Like Surveyne certainly uh, is now a veteran player in Major League Soccer, but and he's had moments and moments then too where he just uh, looked like he couldn't figure out. It's tough to see. I mean, but he reminds me. Of all the other midfielders that and look for that opportunity, uh, so Victor Yoa, of course, Kellen, a couple of guys that that bounce off the page, but teams will need to guy because they're sort of rebuilding, they're sort of putting a squad back together, so they get a guy who at least depth for them, maybe a starter, uh, maybe and maybe this it'll push them into a new. Uh, what I've been told, what I've been told about Toronto's situation is, unlike Dallas, they did not have a true backup for two of their midfield positions. So Cervania steps in immediately as the number one backup at two potential spots. So from a a, a playtime point of view, Cervania is jumping into a great situation where he's the clear first guy off the bench at two spots for Toronto and we're here in, in Dallas, you know, he had a 50, 50 chance to, to, to get in as the, he was basically battling to be the number one backup. And he was losing that to Siki who brings a different style, you know? Oh, I would say the other thing is the guy that we just signed. He's 29 years old. He's six foot. I mean, he's not old. <laughs> he's, you know, he's no, no, he's, he's a solid veteran. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and uh, like I said, I think it's a, a good move. And of course, Toronto's playing paying part of his part of his uh, uh, wage. Right. And, so. and I was I would say this. I mean, like I mean, I, I know we talked about the back line, and, and we just had this move. I never felt like FC Dallas would go the whole year without making a, 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 a trade or a signing. It may not happen until the window, but I think that they're going to do what they you know they're going to wait until they get the person they want. I'd rather them sign the person they want than sign someone we don't want. Um, so I, I, I believe it'll happen, but you know we have a and, and they make smart moves. I mean, they're they're not going to make the sexy move. You know, they're not going to go get the. Uh, not always. I mean, they they last year they made a couple of sexy moves. So and made a lot we of have a, moves. and we have an open DP spot. So they there's still room for them to make a sexy yep. move at some point. So, but I think. Where I'm normally, they need to get the DP now before the start of the season. I'm actually okay with them waiting until summer to get one, someone because 
you got to take a look at it from Dallas's perspective. They didn't expect the team to gel and be a top three team in the Western Conference in Nico's first season. Their goal was to just make the playoffs, you know, finish seventh or sixth. They surpassed that. So now they're basically at a point where they have to reassess and find out, did we overperform? Or is this really a top three Western Conference team? And that's where they're at. They're basically having to take a step back, which doesn't look as sexy because we're like, well, okay, they need to. And Dallas is saying, no, we're, we need to find out if this is the team that we need. And, 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 you know, we have an open DP spot. If we are really a top three team in the West and we get that DP signing, right. That could be what propels us right. to be contenders. So, so I, though, from my point of view, I think Dallas is taking a step back and reassessing where this team is because they are ahead of where they expect it to be in the, in their billing procedure. Well, I, I like cases. Uh, Jimenez as a signing uh, multiple reasons. Another player with the name Jesus on the roster, and I think that's a, it's a good thing. Uh, with, <laughs> uh, but I, I think even from what I've seen, you know, Jesus first, and he's um, you know he, he's coming along, along, but the hope is that he gets back by quickly. Uh, and if, if if not, you didn't want to be in a situation where. He, he was next guy was was mulatto who's probably not not ready for significant minutes it's tough a tough situation right it's tough so so they got it they filled that hole they got, got some, um and and then he's spanish is a very interesting thing because uh comfortable reciting right? all the spanish players <laughs> uh, yeah he'll, maybe he'll get more comfortable working with nico and so you know Nico had, had, well, FC Dallas or North Texas, as I guess, announced the uh, signing of coach Javier Cano. Um, more, stepping well, more Spanish. That role is they, uh, um, guy, and, and, and what was interesting in my interview with him, um, some of on, on Big D Soccer, that I, I think the disconnect between Nico and with uh, Pablo de Call last season. Um, wearing of values, of ideas, of you know, being able to really coaches, and you get the sense of Javier uh, with this background. I, I, it sounds like uh, he and Nico will have a lot in common, and they'll be a lot easier to figure out how to best utilize North Texas in, in the midst of a long seat, get young guys minutes and stuff like that. So I'm excited about this hire. It seems like a the vein of, uh, of a Lucci, you know, uh, of which, you know, we thought Lucci was a year or two before he jumped up to FC Dallas. That didn't happen. But um, so what are your thoughts, Jose? So I'll jump in this right away and say uh, I'm working on a piece, you know, um, where I'm doing the top 10 uh, preseason teams coming out of MLS next pro and and just so you know North Texas is one of those 10 teams however unlike the other teams where I there's plenty of evidence that to show that they they've done the necessary roster build to to be considered a top 10 team North Texas doesn't have that there's nothing pointing out nothing I can say look that's a that's that's a great signing that's there's nothing 
there to say this team deserves to be a top 10 team until you look until on last year and realize that with Ka, uh, with Coach Ka in charge, you had the disconnect between the senior team and the reserve team, and there was little to no movement between the teams. Mm-hmm. And if I'm correctly, the only movement that I ever saw was players from North Texas going to train with with the senior team. But other than the, you know, three guys that were loaned down, there was no other movement between the reserve team and and FC Dallas, which is what a reserve team is supposed to be there for. So despite that disconnect between the two teams, North Texas still was one of the top teams in MLS Next Pro last season. And this year, with the signing of, of, of Coach Cano, that's one of the reasons that signing was made is to fix that, to fix that disconnect. And that's one thing that we keep, have heard multiple times uh, this preseason from Coach Nico is there will be movement between uh, FC Dallas and North mm-hmm. Texas. There will be players that will be loaned down for a week or two weeks to get in shape or whatnot because Nick, Coach Nico wants to, and this we've been hearing about this, he wants to have a shorter bench. He wants to have a shorter rotation. That leaves a lot of players that are not going to be able, able to go out on loan who will need to stay sharp and will need to go down to North Texas and and uh, get minutes. Yeah. So that's that's the big win here. The reserve team should not be disconnected from the senior team. And, and I have nothing to say about Coach Cobb because – we he did such a wonderful job that we did not know this was happening until after he was gone, and then we're like, "What happened?" And everybody's like, "Hey, there was a disconnect," and now you go back and say, "Yeah, yeah, there was no movement between the senior team and the reserve team, and it was all done just based on the strong academy and their strong recruiting, uh, their strong management uh, system." Uh, system they got in, in place for recruiting players from South America, bringing them in on loan. So I'm excited. I think I think North Texas will again be a top 10 team, maybe not a contender because the, their priority is uh, developing players for, for FC Dallas. And that's even though whatever people think lowly of MLS Knicks Pro, look at all the players that have moved up, you know, uh, you've got Mulatto got signed. You got Kamungo got signed. Uh, Parker apparently is too good for North Texas now, and if he's not it with a senior team, he's probably going to be loaned out to a USL championship team. So North Texas is doing the job. I'm I'm fired up for this season. I think I think yeah. they'll be a fun team to to watch again. And did I see uh, Diego Perizzi on the roster? Was that Diego Perizzi? Did I see him playing on one of the scrimmages? Uh, there's, there's, there's some, uh, yes, yes, but that doesn't mean he's going to be with the team. There, there was yeah, I don't, I don't know. I, I just know we, we kind of grew up with the family because my daughter played with yeah, the Yeah, there was actually, the there was and, actually uh, a lot of academy players that, that got minutes with North Texas during mm-hmm. preseason. And I think that's to see which one, which of them are going to, are willing to come yeah. and play with the team more. So and we be, saw this last year too. We saw, yeah, it's going to be that they, 
if you look at North Texas roster right now, six players, eight players. I mean, you know, it's it's. Uh, but you add in Carrera. Uh, I don't know if, if if you know what what what. The thing is, is the thing is, is you've got like you said, you've got. Uh, about eight players on the roster right now once that Henry kid jo- joins up. But you already know which players are probably going to come down. You know you know mm-hmm. that that uh, is it Korka, that center back, he's probably going to come down. Right. Norris is likely to get minutes with North Texas, even if it's not a full season loan. He's one of the players that's probably going to come down, on a, you know, at least during home matches. Carrera, you've got uh, whoever uh, – Whoever is on the short end of oh, the, the 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 their first round draft pick from India, he'll come yeah, down. Definitely. So so you you know there's going to be about four or five guys from this new team yeah. that will either get loaned down uh, for the full season or will bounce back and forth for the team. Yeah, I think Scott would have probably gotten some more young, but but we wish him a quick recovery. After a really tough injury, uh, uh, yeah, Kumungo and Mulatto, I bet they'll get some more minutes. Even though I think they have proven kind of above that level, uh, it'll be yeah, interesting I, to see kind of. Great point. Great point yeah. uh, about Tarek Scott, who I expected to be loaned down to North Texas, and be Mulatto's replacement on North Texas, and now that's a big blow to both FC Dallas and North Texas, because I think Tarek Scott would have played for them this year. He would have been this year's mulatto. And, and yeah. he, he actually had a big growth spurt. So he's a lot bigger and more physical. He's a lot, you know, a more imposing person now than he was last year. And then he has the injury that's basically taken him out for nine to 12 months, which is, I hope he recovers. He's, he, he's a player with a huge upside and it. it's hard to come back from something like that. Well, let's let's get a couple more topics before we close out this preseason. You know, we're just trying to get fit here too, just just like FC Dallas and, and North Texas. And we're just trying to get. By the way, I did see this interesting comment. Uh, I guess it was from uh, our Miami uh, Neville, or uh, that uh, the playoff. The rumors that will get updated from Major League Soccer. There'll be a best of three series. But which is a little strange. Uh, I don't know. Maybe they're waiting to announce that this week, in, in the lead up opening weekend. Yeah. But uh, a lot of question marks still about. Uh, it's going to be a different season. A lot of games to be played. Uh, um, this is going to have to rotate. So we're going to have to use this bench. And so uh, I, I think they're trying to put together a squad with that kind of depth, uh, you know. Well, for the- I think the big the big deal with that, the big holdup is MLS has to basically, I'm sure they are in contact with the player union because you go from, hey, playoffs, you know, one, play one match, and if you lose, you go home. But now you say, oh, no, you have to play X amount of games once you're in the playoffs. And I'm sure the player union has something to say about that and say, hey, you know, we already have this this all this glut of games, you know. Uh, is it wise to suddenly give our players who have played one of the longest seasons that they've ever played 
all these extra games. So I'm sure that's something that that there's a lot of wheeling and dealing going on in the back that, of course, MLS is not going to share with us. And and I don't have any problem with it. Uh, I also want to add, by the way, that people aren't giving MLS and Liga MX credit for the uh, the League's Cup. I think it's mm-hmm. genius of them to stop both seasons, both Liga MX and MLS will stop playing for that. And while all the people that are rolling their eyes now at this competition will change their mind when suddenly it's the only show in town. You can't just start watching and go, well, I'm just going to watch the Liga MX games that are on because there are none. I'm going to watch the MLS games. There are none. And the people that are already that are watching the Bundesliga, they're not going to change. They're going to keep watching that. But the MLS players, uh, MLS fans, and Liga MX fans that want to watch a game, there's only one show in town, and it's going to be the League's Cup. And I think that's brilliant. That's something that someone that people aren't really giving them credit for. They're going to be the only show on, and you may not want to watch it, but you're going to watch it, begrudgingly or not. And the only the only real question is is how seriously are these teams going to take it? The fact that there's three CCL spots available means that's going to guarantee that there's going to be certain teams that are going to take that very seriously. More than likely, teams that are struggling, that are not you know that are off to a rough start, are going to want to use that as a launching pad to success in the second season. That's something that people have to pay attention to. Is I don't think it's going to be the cluster F that everybody thinks it's going to be. And it will be the only show in town. So people will tune in whether they like it or not, because I know on Saturdays I'm going to be jonesing for a soccer match. And I'll be like, oh, well, you know, I, I, there's a MLS Liga MX match going on. I'll watch that. <laughs> yeah, I do like it in, in Europe. You know, they, they do that all the time in Europe. They have these tournaments with the Europe Cup. We don't really have that relationship with Mexico where we're into, you know, intertwining with that. And I think the the more the games are more important, like, you know, like we it's always talk about that, MLS needs regulation, promotion, because it makes the games more important. I agree with that. And and while it isn't that, it does make the games important because you win, you go on, or you lose. It's like a tournament, you know, it creates the, you know, yeah. more people watch the NFL playoffs. I don't watch NFL anymore. I think it's terrible anyway but people watch the playoffs because it's more important right so i think you know uh apple you know the deal with apple the league it's going to create more interest probably initially more from the latin community with the mexican teams but hopefully it feeds over to the u.s you know the 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 i'm not a pro rail guy i i I get i get why people love it so much i i do but it's not it's not a U.S. United States thing. It's not. All the top leagues in the in the world, financially speaking, are located here in the United States, and not a single one of them has pro rel. The NFL doesn't have pro rel. Major League Baseball, NBA, NHL, none of them, and they are all financially better than any league you can mention. Even the almighty powerful English Premier League would be a lesser league here in the United States. Out, you know, out. Uh, financed by at least three or four leagues here. The NFL alone is richer than the top five European leagues that yeah. everybody's talking about. I'm just saying, 
your MLS, that's where you want to be. You're not trying to compete with the English Premier League and Bundesliga. Everybody sets that goal. That's not MLS's goal. MLS's goal is to compete with the NFL and Major League Baseball. Yeah. And when they get to that point, if they ever get to that point, they'll by default surpass all these European leagues. That's their ceiling. Their ceiling is number one financially league in the world because of where they're based. And they know it. The problem isn't that. The problem is that we all understand that and we'll hate the fact that they're doing it at a snail space. <laughs> they're, they're, like, they're like, okay, guys, you can stop raising the, the salary cap by like 500K or a million a year. Why don't you up it up 5 million or 10 million? We know you can, but they're not. And that's the only thing that's it's, – it's an artificial wall holding the league back. Uh, I always thought MLS reason, could do do better with keep a tradition, you know, like FC Dallas used to be hoops. This was discussed on another podcast, but I always felt like, you know, one year, you know, when they first started out, they had the the the, the, the game solved by the the PKs, but not the normal PKs. What do you call them? The shootouts, whatever. The shootout PK. Mm -hmm. They've always changed every year, and and we're getting another change again. And there's no tradition. I mean, like, and even the uniform, the, the, the jersey kits are changing. Keep but it how red. How long did it take you know, some there, of There's no tradition, you know. And how I long did it take some of these signature teams that you see out in the world, how long did it take them to become, get their signature colors? And, you know, these guys have been around for over a century. MLS is still uh, uh infant league. I mean, let's face it. Yeah. They so still have time to build that. <laughs> they still have time to build that. And and I don't have a problem with it. it. It's I think I appreciate it because it makes us different. You know, everyone knows when they go to watch Manchester U, they know exactly what they're going to get year in and year out. Here, you think your team is going to compete for the title, and they might not. They might find themselves not even making the playoffs because of the way the league is set up for parity. Yeah. No. I, I also want to say the best thing that Major League Soccer has going for it, which is what everybody in the world knocks them down for, by the way, is any argument you make about which league is better, every other, not everybody, but every, pretty much every European person is going to say, well, our league has this one or two teams that are world contenders. You guys don't. So that's what Major League Soccer is not going to have uh, one team that dominates. They're not going to have a, a Bayern. They're not going to have a PSG. They're not going to have a, I don't agree a, a, with a Rangers. I, I don't or, think it's or, a good thing to have that. I think it's a good thing. I actually, I actually saw saw a podcast where uh, they invited a, a Scottish player, former player who played in MLS and played in Scotland, and they were comparing the Scottish Premier League to MLS and and the guy asking the question expected there to be an argument expected the Scottish player to support the Scottish Premier League and 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 make it a fight but that's not what happened the Scottish player uh player said it's not even close he says you guys all say oh Rangers Celtic Scottish Premier League is better than major league soccer but he says take those two teams out and the rest of the league is shit 
And that's the problem with some of these leagues. They're they're so top heavy, yeah. and that's all their fans. See. I, know, I, I agree the, with you. The 100%, fans yeah. of Rangers and the fans of Celtic will never agree that MLS is better. But yeah. you take yeah, those guys out, and all of a sudden the rest of their league isn't so good. These guys are beating on the rest of the league, on their leagues year in and year out, and yeah. And MLS right. has made some good strides. I, I, number one, I'd say Austin. There's never been a professional team in Austin until MLS. And look how look how popular it is over there. I mean, it's untapped market, and it's created a rivalry now between Houston and Dallas, the three-way. And it's going to continue if they bring San Antonio. And if that will never have where every city has a team in a professional league, it's going to eventually get that way. And the other thing I like is that they also do the colored uniforms now, visiting away. How boring is it to watch a league where the visiting team always wears white? You know, uh, the colors can be, doesn't have to be white on the, on the field. You know, um, MLS has made some good strides in different things. They are, you know, uh, I think they've grown more than the NFL has grown in the last 15 years. I think the NFL is, you know, is just static. And actually, I think it's going down in popularity. <laughs> the NFL's at the top looking down at everybody. It doesn't really have to grow anymore. <laughs> but, but yes, I see what you're saying is, is, is the leaps and bounds are there. there. There are some things I saw in the NFL game, and I said, oh, they got that from the soccer games. I think one was the, 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 the theme that was played after goals, the, the little instrumental thing. They started using that. There's some other things that they have stolen from MLS, to be honest with you. In soccer, in general, okay. I I think MLS is still trying to find its its. Uh, yeah, I agree. But it gets voice who, are, who the league is. Go ahead, and, and so, the, yeah, no, I, I I'm just with you. I just think it's uh, it's gonna be interesting to watch, especially if they continue to tinker with the playoffs. Because I'm always curious, like, um, you know, now if it was clear that it felt like last season it was just broken. Uh, all right, yeah, we need to tinker with it. But if it's like, hey, you know, we changed it a couple of years, and then we're going to change it, just give us some explanation. And if you want to bring more players in, you, you want to make sure every playoff team has a home. I was uh, – actually, the great article out there, I'd have, I might link it to uh, the Afterburn site as well, but uh, a guy um, who started a semi-pro club up in New York, uh, somewhere he posted a blog, blog about hey how, how, how much you know, to run your own soccer your minor league soccer team um, and it's it's way down the level it's next pro and everything but about a, about a revenue of 100k a year but he, he said, you know we would break even uh, if not come out uh, in the black if one extra home match one extra even a playoff home match, we would have probably lost a little bit of money on the year. They did make the playoffs, but they didn't. So even at that level, uh, will mean a lot of uh, some additional revenue. So that I kind of thought, well, maybe that's what MLS playoff teams at least one, one home match to generate some extra cash. But, but you know, we'll see if that's the, that's so I'm curious. But all right, let's let two more quick things. Two more quick things. Um, oh, will FC Dallas miss Matt Head preseason uh, with Sebastian Biaga, who is a fine signing? Uh, you know, 
if he was your third center back, I'd be like, uh, you know, if he he's going to start, I, I, I'm not super confident yet. Although he's, um, and I don't know what what's up with Tafari yet. So this point, yeah, we're, we're a lot, uh, especially in the first half of the season. I think. What do y'all think? I would agree. Yeah, I would agree. I think that the uh, and I said that initially the back line. Although I don't think it's going to stay like that the whole year, but other than that, they got pieces in place that can do the job. Um, you know, from top to bottom, they have a good roster. I mean, like you know, Ariola, Ferreira, Velasco, Legit, Pomacall. Um, I'm beginning to left the bag that we got from what's his name from um, LAFC. We traded for Hollingshead, who's our replacement. He's Perfect. solid. Ben. Yeah, the keeper is solid. It's just, and then, um, you know, we got rid of the, we have Tomasi and now we have a, another guy competing for that spot. And, um, yeah. Loss of Hedges was on, you know, it, I, I have no problem with Hedges leaving. He was old. He was, he doesn't have many years left and he was injury prone. Still a great player. I, I love Hedges. Hate to see him go. Um, but I, I understand that. And I think that whatever we start the season right now is not how we're going to end. And um, I'm, Martinez, I just seen too slow in pace. He's great with the ball, other than that. But I just think he's a liability with pace, and I think that that needs to be upgraded. I think we need like to replace him and get another guy back there. So, so uh, my opinion is that I don't mm-hmm. really think they're going to miss Matt Hedges. Um, not to the extent that everybody thinks they are. I mean, there's people that are outright panicking over like, oh my God, we don't have Matt Hedges. We have him. Uh, Siki is due. He's had, he's done what he has to do to be given the shot to be a starter. And it was smart to bring in somebody to push him for the starting job and not just hand it to him. That was to my, uh, and, and Martinez his flaws are the same flaws that he had when he got here. He hasn't gotten any better. He hasn't gotten any worse. You know exactly what you're going to get from him, and I'm okay with that. Uh, I, I think you know exactly what you get from Martinez, and I appreciate knowing what I'm going to get from a player. Kind of like uh, you, you brought in someone to compete with Emma, but at the end of the day, you know what you're getting from Emma. Even if it's even if he's not a Reynolds or 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 a cannon, you know exactly what he brings to the table and what you're going to get from him. If you brought in somebody to compete with him and try to beat him out or force him to improve, that's the same thing that happened with Tafari. Even if he's not the starter right away, I expect him to be the starter at some point, and, 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 and that was coming. I always thought they were going to get rid of Martinez and slide him in there, but people forget that it's really hard to find a good left-footed center back in this league. It is. So at the end of the day, I would argue that keeping Martinez was more important than keeping Hedges because at the end of the day, Martinez is the harder of the two to replace. Mm -hmm. And the guy that they brought in, uh, I can't pronounce his name. I will get it eventually. But the, the person they brought in from L.A., He's yeah. capable of playing both spots. And maybe he's not at the level as of, of Hedges or, or you know, 
won't fill his shoes. But he can play for Martinez or for Tafari, which makes him far more valuable uh, for a team like this. So I think we'll be in excellent shape. And while I do expect the defense to maybe allow more goals than last year, I also do expect the attack to be at a higher gear this year than last year, and I think that will compensate for that. As long as the defense has got their kinks ironed out come playoffs time, I think Dallas – I still think Dallas will continue to be a top three team in the Western Conference. Uh, I know people are saying there's teams behind them that will surpass them and this and that. The way I see it is LAFC and Austin have not gotten better. And the teams behind FC Dallas, in theory, some of them have gotten better, but I'll believe it when I see it. I don't think Dallas has changed. I think Dallas is the same team we had last year with a chance to be even better than last year. The question is, how are the teams around them doing? All right. I would say same team as last year, but they, they've gone through their orientation, right? I mean, it's all a new team last year, and they did very well. But you got people like Pomacall, who was just coming off of an injury and kind of went through the year without getting injured. Now he's set to have a good year. We have Velasco, who had his introduction to MLS. Can't dribble one-on-one. He learned what he needs to do. We're going to see what he's going to do now. We've got Jesus, who really had his first year up top without having anyone else really pushing him. This but he went Jets to World Cup. He season had, with he the had team. a lot of minutes last year. Legit is new to the team. Was you know he came mid season, you know, and then Ariola still. So you have five players I just named off that kind of went through warm, you know, warming, you know, getting used to the lo- locations. They could all have breakout years next year, this season. This all season. we need, all we really need, is one or two of those guys to take a step forward. We don't need all of them to take a step forward. We just need the guys that don't take a step forward not to st- take a step back. As long as that happens, as long as the players that played last year play the way they did, and we have a couple of these young players take a step forward, Dallas would be in great shape. I would say one thing I don't like is that Nico uses a short bench. It's great for for so long, but when you get to the playoffs, my concern is that, you know, Hayes played all these minutes, they played all these minutes, and and when playoffs comes around, you know, it's like legs can only go so far. My, My concern is that he's using the short bench, and we'll use that as an excuse to treat the league's uh, cup like the U.S. Open Cup and use that to say, okay, you guys that have played all these games, you, you guys will see, will not partake in this tournament to the extent that everybody, you know, that you would a normal game. We're going to give the guys that aren't getting playing times, playing time. We shall play. see. We shall see. I'm just yeah. saying. I'm just saying because, and at, at, at the same time, if you think about it, if you're doing good, let's say FC Dallas is doing good, come League's Cup. Why would you then go all out for the League's Cup? You could say, hey, we could, this would be a great opportunity to see which player, young players that have been playing for North Texas or have been on our bench, which ones of them are ready to step up. So let's give them playing time. I'm just saying we don't know what the approach is going to be. But a short bench to be means more than likely they're going to use those games to take rest the short bench and then try to find players to enhance that bench for the second half of the season. I cannot wait to but, see the changes. But we don't know. I, I can't wait to see the team, how they look this year, you know, with the changes. And uh, is it better? You know? 
I think, like I said, I, I think the one, th the reason I'm excited for it is while this is pretty much basically the same team as last year, this, this team has had a full team to gel, to j learn what Nico wants. So some of the things that they were learning last year, they'll simply, they'll have basically rehashed that in the preseason and they'll be ready to basically expand on what they learned. So that's so. the excitement for me. Well, look, let's leave it there tonight. I know there's there are more things to talk about. Uh, the monster, um, it's uh, going to be in the stadium as well as some other delicious treats. So they're talking about stadium that I think in a future future update. But uh, uh, for now, this is our preseason. We're getting into shit flux, but we're hoping to be here uh, next Monday uh, and, and 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 weekend, of course, against Minnesota United. Uh, which guess what? They're missing their, their best player. I, don't, I didn't have, haven't heard any late, later news that if he showed up to camp or not. But uh, for a nice beginning of the season for FC Dallas, if uh, if Reynoso doesn't uh, show, what a what a match! That is the good yes. thing. The bad thing is that it's a road match and it's really hard to win on the road in MLS. So I, I had my wires crossed. I thought it was at yeah. home. Uh, and that's a wash. All right. Well, good. Well, still, it'll be fun to kick this season off. Bridge now. It's a, it's a new era for Major League Soccer. It looks like it's going to be a great. I had on there plenty of, of stuff. Uh, and, of course, we want to invite you all to, to um, here on, on afterburn.soccer uh, and, and follow posts and th things that we're posting each day and uh, we'd love to have you join the community. Thanks, so. See you next week. See you guys.